So we're learning the Rambam. We're holding in the And he's talking about the nefesh of a person, which is the person's das, which is the person's understanding. And what's unique about that is the way Hashem fashions each person understanding differently. And now he says to us that that understanding a person has is something which is abstract. And therefore, it's not a compound of the four basic elements, and therefore it's not going to disintegrate. Right, because we said that everything which is out of the four basic elements of the world will disintegrate and revert to its initial stage, and therefore it doesn't last. Whereas the nefesh of a person isn't something which is made up of these four elements, and that's the case, it's going to remain, even though the person's body, which is a composite of these four elements, will fall apart, the nefesh remains. And that's just another test. The nefesh isn't made up of the four elements, because they are the it's going to after disintegrate. It's interesting, what the Ramas call neshama is not what we call neshama. We call neshama uh, the spiritual part of the person. We're going to call it that. And what he calls neshama is more the life force of the person. What he calls neshama needs the body. And therefore says, this das, which is against the person, it's something when in it's not it comes from a spiritual origin in a When the body which is made up of the four elements uh, dies and then disintegrates, retires in the which means the person is no longer alive. What we call the nefesh, he calls the nesham, which means that the life force of the body. So that ends when the body dies. But, if the person's ruach, or person's dies, doesn't disappear, it doesn't need the body, it's something higher than that. It's aware of a day, which is the things which are separate from the body, and they have a it can know Hashem. It lasts forever. The dice of a person isn't made up of physical elements, therefore it doesn't die, it doesn't separate. It's something spiritual, something connected to Hashem, and therefore just like Hashem lasts forever, a person's, he calls it a person's dice, you can call a person's neshama, but wherever, wherever term we use for it, it's a part of a person which lasts forever. The dice of a person returns to the land, which means the physical part of the person Disintegrates. And the Ruach goes back to Hashem who gave it. And since Hashem gave it, so there is something of a spiritual origin, and therefore it, 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 that nothing happens to it. Which the says many times. This is the concept of, we say, the, the concept of the, again, we call him the Shama. He calls it that, which lasts forever, which hasn't, which remains the person's life, even, I mean, alive, even after the person dies, because it's not something which was created in the framework of physical things which can disintegrate was created in the spiritual sense which uh, therefore continues to exist in the spiritual sense and the Raman says it's not just about the fact that therefore the person's consciousness remains and his dice remains after he dies and he talks about Olam Abba as well so he says the same thing there that Olam Abba isn't a place for physical bodies Olam Abba is a place for the Shabbos or what they call the, 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 the Ruchas of people which is the spiritual part of the person which never changed and never will change that, that remains and what's the, what's, what's, what is its nature? It's the unique surah that we say Hashem gave to each person's das, the unique way of thinking, 
then you can understand him, which is something which uh, remains be'atim less. Okay, so that's the Chiddush. We've now finished how the Rambam it wants to explain to us the, 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 the way the world works. And it's broken up into two parts. The first part he spoke about was how the creation part of Hashem created everything. And the other one is how everything runs. And now the Rambam tells us, Everything we've spoken about, yeah, these few prakim about how the world works, is like a drop out of the bucket. That's literally the translation of the idiom in Hebrew too. And so I just told you a little bit of the oymic of the world. Even though these are things which are things which are very deep, there aren't as omic as the first Ibrahim when we spoke about the initial stage of the creation. And the reason like this, there's the Mishnah, he's now come to explain the Mishnah. So let's just go back and tell ourselves what the Mishnah says first, and then we'll, explain, and then we'll look at how the explains it. The Mishnah talks about, in Chagiga, it talks about two things. There's something called Maisa Bereshis, and something called Maisa Merkava. And the Gemara says that we, aren't, we don't teach Maisa Bereshis um, to, to two people, and we don't teach Maisa Merkava even to a Yachid. So what's Maisa Bereshis, what's Maisa Merkava? Now, Alpika Bada, we know. The Maisa Merkava is, in, in, the, in the more, that's a simple way of explaining it, Maisa Merkava means uh, the Malachim who surround Hashem's, Hashem's Kisakov, or Hashem's chariot. What that means, to translate into the, what the content means, is the way Hashem runs His world. Like we said, the Merkava is what's, what runs the world, and therefore the way Hashem is running His world is Maisa Merkava. Maisa Bereshis, the Pashas is the way Hashem created the world. And there's a difference. There's one, there's one point of understanding the Kabbalah of how Hashem created the world. And there's another, point, there's another topic of discussion of understanding how Hashem runs the world. And therefore the, the mission is divided into two. In the Rambam's definition, so he's going to explain Maisa Bereshis and Maisa Merkava a little bit differently, based on what we've just learned. And then he's going to say that these two concepts. And how does Rambam explain them? It says, a beautiful Eilad Varim, so a pair of Shishi Everything we explained about in Parish Shishi Revi. Shish Parish Shish, if you go backwards, he's talking about the Galgade. The various, uh, various, what he calls, spheres which go around the world. We're going to talk about the revolution of the various planets. Parish Dara, he spoke about before you say this. So that he calls, Parish Shishi Revi, he calls now my separations. And when it comes to my separations, the Kachti will have Hamim Berishayim. Shayin Darshim Gambit Varim Edebaradi. We don't teach my separations, which means the way the world runs. Or Hashem, how Hashem built it, whether it was in the, uh, the astronomy of the world or the, uh, the Israelites which make up people, these things don't teach Parabim. You can teach one Talmud, we can't teach a Parabim. But to an individual, so one can teach an individual. And that, when it comes to Maisim Rekava, so then we can't teach it even to a Yachid, the commission says. So what's the difference? Recover, which he calls the first Ibrahim, which uh, which he spoke about uh, the the names of the Malachim and uh, the dance that each Malach has and how they position. He spoke of before, and then he called Maisim Recover, and then he says We don't even teach it to one person. If someone is intelligent enough to work it out on his own, let him the Rashi Prakim. Then we give him the Rashi Prakim that he can then think about it and understand it on his own. 
whereas when it comes to the next three prakim, which is Maisa Bereshis, the Yachid, we can teach it even to Yachid who can't work there on his own. We can not just impart, we can explain it to. And therefore, we explain it as much as they're able to understand. So, if we're enabled, so when it comes to Maisa Merkava, we can't explain it to anybody, so then he understands. The Yachid is, you can't explain it. So, if we can only make it known like to someone who will be able to understand it on his own. But if we're talking about Maisa which a person can teach, so why can't I teach to one person? Why not, why not to more than one person? So the Rambam says, If already it's something which is explainable and I'm allowed to explain, why can't I teach lots of people? So he says, Not everyone's going to understand these things correctly. And therefore, it's like not just a question of teaching it to one person or teaching it to lots of people, it's more like the person has to handpick the person he's teaching to. And therefore, it has to be someone who I think will be able to understand it. And therefore, Rambam says, if you're teaching it to a rabbi, so then you have no idea who the audience is and how much they're understanding. Whereas if I'm choosing one by one who to teach it to, so then I can make sure that somebody who's I feel capable of understanding. Now again, what's the difference? Yechidim, right? People who are special, people who are able to understand. Now, what's the difference between the two? So the few that I'm explaining, it's very simple. Things should deal with the physical world. Whether it's the planets, whether it's the composition of people, is what you call Maseberashis. And that's something which is explainable. Like you try to explain it to us also. Uh, things which deal with the spiritual world. We talked about the ten times of Malach and what they do. That equals Maseb Rekavah. And that's not explainable. We don't understand the spiritual world. We can just be my dear, there is such a thing. And therefore, they, that's how he draws the line between the two different, the two different parishes. Um, and all those are just based on trust from Rabbi Talmud, Rabbi Talmud? Sorry? All that is just really trust of Rabbi Talmud, Rabbi Talmud? Which one? It's both, both ways. I mean, the, that the Talmud has to trust the Rabbi that he's getting the correct information, and the Rabbi has to trust the Talmud that he's understanding correctly, and is then going to give it over. So the whole the whole Torah is based on the Talmud's trust that the Rabbi is teaching him correctly. Remember, we're talking about, in the mission, nothing would be written yet. Uh-huh. So everyone learned from the Rabbi, and they trust what he said. Oh. They're now the source of information. Now, Elohat is both in the trust the other way around. And that is that the Rebbe has to trust the Talmud that he is not going to misuse or misunderstand the knowledge he's being given. Oh, that was the mission of Right. Okay. Right. Therefore, when the also, the person has to test his Talmud and check them out to make sure that they're not going to they're not going to uh, come to the wrong understanding or the wrong conclusion of what he's saying. Right. Mission of Pekavos, 100%. Okay. Which mission is alluding to? Okay. The mission says, yeah. Okay, so that's the that's how that explains. Now, why wasn't the Rabbi over on that? He just explained to us uh, a whole parak of Maisa Merkava when he just said you can't teach that to anybody. Even to Yachid, you can't. And the answer is, the Rabbi didn't. The Rabbi just told you the names of things. If we go back to Parak Base, which he spoke about, that, what the, that the names of the Malachim. And he says that they massing Hashem more than we are. And uh, each level is massing more than the level underneath that. And Mimela, he says himself that all the things that are in the everything that I told him this, this parak, is a tip him in a yam. I told you one drop of what needs to be explained. So why do I have to add that to us? The Kharadam doesn't often tell us, I'm telling you things are much more than I'm telling you. 
He told you one of the tennis. And uh, we understand everything in turn has more depth. And I think the reason he said it, he said it again over here. Yeah, everything I told you is only a little bit of what there is to know. And the answer is that I'm not being over in this instruction. What I've told you isn't my Simrakavah. My Simrakavah is much, much more than that. So I've told you a tip in the yam, just to, like the Rashi Prakim. But that, that's that. And therefore, there's not being over and discussing my Simrakavah to tell you what the names of Malachim are. There's much more to that, which I'm not allowed to tell you. And that's, uh, that, that would be in the category of what's going to be given, um, like we said, from Rebbe to Tom, one on one, but Rashi Prakim. And that's the case in the by the Messi Parishes. Whatever the Rambam explained to us in the last two programs about how the Galgadim work and how the human body is made up of different elements and all that is also a native from Inayam because the Rambam and also can't teach for Rabbi. And they're been saying this isn't yet the level where I can't teach for Rabbi. This is still within the gather of the, the mashal that a person can teach and that's, that's only when it's more than that that a person is prevented from teaching which why the Rambam is not going to tell that to us. But what, why can't my Sabratius be taught for Rabbi? If you could just, you could verify because it. Because not everyone's going to understand it. You can just verify it. That's what it and that is, even in the Kabbalah, even in the Kabbalah, which has been written down, the Torah's Arizal was written down by, but Arizal never ever taught Rabbi. He taught a very, very small group of select Talmudim, and he wouldn't even tell them all the same thing. In other words, there were times he told one Talmud, told them, different Talmud, whatever it was, he wouldn't necessarily, even to his own small group of Talmudim, he would tell them everybody everything. And it's interesting, we find the same thing. You know, this week, Shimon. He wanted to teach the Kusun Kabbalah, so he kicked everybody out the house. He only had certain people. So the idea of not being most of the Torah Barabim uh, is still there. The question is, that was then, because they taught Palpe. But now it's been written down, and it's freely available to buy. So why isn't, why isn't selling Sefer Kabbalah, making this mistake of uh, giving the Torah of the Kabbalah to the Rabbi? Or, uh, you, you're selling this for him, anyone can read it. And the answer is, uh, for sure it's true for the Zohar, and that is, a person can really want to understand anything. And that's okay. So then you're not teaching the Rabbi. The Rabbi doesn't, doesn't know what you're talking about. And to teach would be to give enough that a person would be able to understand. And that, you, that, that is the Hagdara on, on not teaching too much. Which leads them to one to the question. And that is the, an endless amount of Mufarshim on the Zahir. Mufarshim on the Ariza. And if they're going to do too good a job of explaining, so then, then they have this question. Why wouldn't explaining these things be considered being regarded into the Rebbe. The Zara itself is written in an extremely confusing style, and uh, without someone to explain it, it's quite un- understandable. Even that's the case for reason. To a certain extent, without, without explanations, we have to understand. But anybody beyond that, who's coming to make it easy and explain it, and so why isn't it, why isn't it easy of teaching Teresa Kabbalah the Rebbe? It's a good question. I don't know what the answer is. But, uh, but uh, there is that still, that, that the mission. And the mission still says that the things we can't teach Brahm. It's only to Yachid, or it's only to Samus Mevimidaita, or it's only to Talmud, who I recognize who the Talmud is, whatever it's going to be. But it's a proliferation of teaching at Teres and Istar to people not meant to learn it. So that's what caused the tragedy called Tartite Sphere, that can cause, uh, has caused other, other Kokurim as well, when people who aren't uh, able, don't, either don't know what to do with information or don't understand it properly, misuse it for. Okay, the proliferation of this like, study of Kabbalah. And the, and the Monday night share, I remember this, this came up a few weeks ago. There will be the answer for Sfarim as well. If, if we say that teaching is just giving background information, it's not yet explaining how actually to use Kabbalah, if that's not yet called Masses Recovery, then maybe, being as we don't really teach uh, Kabbalah Masses today, so maybe it's all just an, an, an explanation or a background, whatever it's going to be, in which case it wouldn't necessarily form to the Issa. But the other point is still true. 
and then the person still has to know who they're teaching. And therefore, to, to publicly broadcast about it that anybody, whoever it might be, might listen and learn, and you don't know who they are, or what, they, what they're understanding, or what their intentions, or what the information is going to be, that's for sure, also, especially when it comes to God. There's a special issue in the Kumar Pasak, and it's also to teach Kabbalah to God. It's uh, all Tyra and it's brought Kalvachem Kabbalah. Kalvachem Kabbalah, that's something which is, it's uh, something which is a secret to Hashem and Israel. As you're meant to share it with the guy. Which, yeah, which is interesting because that's exactly something that they want to learn. Something, something they want to learn. They don't have anything similar of that, of something spiritual knowledge in any other, in any other religion. So they, they, they do try and learn it. They do try, want to ask people to teach it to them. And you should know that, that then there's, there's a specialist. So it's not just the regular. It's a Magidvar of Yaakov. He had skilled that. I think the Russian is Mishtarin Shiri. It's like our secret. You train to other people. And that's for sure also to do. Like I said, even though the Rambam is publicized, this isn't yet Megillah teaching. He is just giving us a little bit of information about what it means without necessarily being considered a teaching how these things work.